It's the morning show that no one knows and no one is talking about. I said no one is talking about, but if they did, they'd probably say it's the best way to start today with Rach and Dave. Welcome to Tuesday. Welcome to the first Tuesday of the rest of your life, really. It is the first think Tuesday about it. of the rest of really your life. If you really think about it, it's the first Tuesday of the rest of your life. Uh, I don't even know where to begin. You know where I'm going to begin? Where? Well, this morning, because I am running in the evening, I used my hour of getting up early to watch things that I had saved in my Hulu queue, and it made me a happy camper because I don't watch things very often. I was gonna, I was nervous that you were watching things that were gonna stress you out for the day. No way. Anything that pulls in politics, news, world information, I was like, this is a terrible way to start 5 a.m. I watched John Oliver, who I, I love. I mean, he's like satire. He was talking about China's one child policy. That's not gonna make me feel anxiety today. That's just gonna make me smarter about the universe. But it just, I, I don't watch TV almost at all. And in the mornings, I tend to be the one that goes out to the gym first. But because I'm running in the afternoon, I had this morning, I was like, you know what? Leave me alone, world. I'm going to sit here and watch my Hulu. Not an ad. Um, <laughs> I did not start my day that way. I started my day this way because that's what we're supposed to do. I did not use this one, but I used a blue one. How do you do? <laughs> Sound you, off. <laughs> you, yeah, give us a sound off. Give us a heart or a thumbs up if you've already done your Start Today Journal work today. Double thumbs up. Thumb bump. Boop. We've been doing, you know, other people do fist bumps. Show them. We do thumb bumps. Oh, it's very, it's a, it's a technical term. That we've done since we first started dating. And we um, did it at our wedding. Which is the lamest thing I've ever That's how cool we remembered are. about our wedding. That's how cool we are. Oh my gosh. Do you have that picture? Is now the time? It's not the time. It's not the time. It's not yet the when time. When do you think the time is? <laughs> I don't know. Our niece sent us a photo of us the day after our wedding and you guys it's bananas you don't even know who you're looking at she because said we don't know who we're she looking did at. say and i do appreciate this she said you guys glowed up well and i'm yeah, like i don't know what glowing up means but i think it means yeah, that we, like we we, glow up. we got better with age we didn't grow up we glow up yeah there's a picture of me you're not I, gonna show it i don't know i don't know how well people are gonna be able to see it let's try should we try anyway? try hashtag right. worth the effort all right let's see if we can try it just it is it's a thing it's a thing it is we are uh, yeah you're right i don't know how well people are gonna be able to see this they're not Oh my word! Who are these people? <laughs> this is the Who day. Who are these people? The day after our wedding. All right. I don't know if you're gonna be able to see this well. Oh, but I think they could see that. This. I is, think they could see this, and I think they could see this. I am eight months pregnant. Oh bless! I'm so happy with. I mean, everything that's happening here. We've come a long way, baby. This We've is come a long way. Fifteen years ago. Yeah. So, uh, can you imagine what my metabolism was fifteen years ago? We wasted so many metabolism years. What if is that? Bud? I what only, is that? That looks like a crab. It's like a baby scorpion. 
No, is it's it? a spider. Oh. It's dead. Texas. Texas is gross. Think of what we could have done with the body that we had if back then if we just cared. right now, if you are under the age of 25 Little and babies. you are watching this program or listening to it on podcast, <laughs> sister... Brother, oh. do not waste these years of a ha- of a fast metabolism. Think about this. This is real. No matter what age you are right this second, the very best 10 years of your health journey are the next 10 years. Who told us that? I don't remember. David Bach. David Bach told us that. He is handsome and smart. And he told us that. And it's a thing that you just take for granted sometimes. Yep. Every next 10, next 5, no next 2, no matter how old you are, the best years that you have are the next yep. years yep. that you have. I mean, come on. Stop looking at long me, way. Dave, long 29. Way. What in the We've world? Come a long way. You weirdo. It's... it's- <laughs> Wow. Wow. Just even, do y'all have this where you look back at pictures, let's say 15 years ago, 10 years ago, whatever, maybe it's on your wedding day, and you're like, who are those people? Who are those people? Like, not only do you look different, but you just, you're completely, you you think differently, you love differently, you're calmer, you're more graceful. I don't know. Everything is different. Everything about us is different. Everything is different. You were wow. at, you, when you saw this picture, it's so funny. Like, number one, it's not about how much we weighed. It was about more like... A, we were like so unhealthy. A malaise that we were... We like, were we were stuck so in unhealthy. gravy. Yeah. And I think it's more like um, we were, the mind... We were stuck in gravy. Like, hey, Dave, hurry and come over here. Like, just a second. Yeah. I've got to get through uh-huh. the gravy. Yep. Um, but the... It's crazy to be healthier and in better shape at 36 than I was at 21. Uh, That's crazy to me. The, what's you craziest too. is that at 45, I am the healthiest I've ever been in my entire life. I mean, I'm not even 45 yet. I'm only I was 44. Say, when did you turn 45? When I turn 45, I will be the healthiest yeah. that I've ever been in my entire life. But the bottom line ends up being that at 29, that would have been if I'd have actually gotten up and done the work and oh. thought about water and moved my body. Like the things I could have actually accomplished. Yeah. Whatever. You know what? 100%. I am excited about where we are. I'm uh, like, oh, someone asked, can you see it again? Yeah. Like, don't look at it. It's kind of like a solar eclipse. You don't want to look at it yeah, for too long. Yeah, don't look directly into the, the sun. Hold on. Let me, zoom, let me zoom a little bit just so you get the full, the full picture. I mean, my hair really is my the part. My sunglasses. There's, there's a problem with the hair. That, there's a problem with the glasses. My collar's popped. Is it though? Oh, my collar looks popped-ish. Or it's just, it's just, you know. There just was some things. There were some choices. It's running from my decisions. There were some choices. My decisions. Man. Bless. Bless up. uh, Did you see the little video that Ellen put up? No. So, it's such an interesting thing. And I, I think it's like a testament to the awesome thing that we have in this community. Because we are on an every single day basis inviting people who are totally different to come together and hang out in this community so that we can reach for a better version of ourselves together. She was invited by Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, to come to a Cowboys game. She came and sat in his suite. So like he's obviously got the good suite and also brings 
people into that suite that are of a certain caliber of human. And so she and uh, Portia sit down in their seats and the owners are sitting to their left and George W. and Laura are sitting to their right. And she's enjoying the game. She's joked in this video that she's rooting for the Packers because she's a friend of the mustache-having quarterback, what's his name, Aaron Rodgers. And the video Tron, the big video, like, captures the two of them sitting next to each other laughing, and Twitter just explodes on itself. Like, how is this conservative Republican enjoying his time with this liberal gay person? Or how is this liberal gay person having a good time with this conservative Republican? The internet needs to get a life. Get a life. Get a life. The the great thing is, like, she then came on her show and did this segment that was like, I absolutely do life with and am friends with people who don't believe exactly like me. Just because we have differences doesn't mean that we can't sit next to each other at a football game, that we can't enjoy the same jokes, that we can't be in community. I'm telling you right now, there's 7,000, 12,000, whatever it is, people that are looking at this video right now. Y'all are different. And you're welcome here and we're going to laugh at the same kind of things and our being together in in any way doesn't mean that we all got to believe the exact same way or love the same way or vote the same way. Let's all just be together in this thing. Also, Michelle Obama and Bush are basically best friends. It's (laughs) proven. It's hilarious. Because the way that it sets up at any like major event is that it's the president and then the first lady and then the president and the first lady president. So they have had to sit by each other for like eight every years. Every state event, every funeral. So they're funeral, basically best every, friends. Yeah. And if Michelle Obama says someone is, well, we all just, right? <laughs> People need to calm down. Settle you down. You need to calm down. Settle internet. down. Twitter's the worst. Twitter. Twitter. You, I'm sorry. I'm going to get in trouble for this because I have a business built on social media, but... I Twitter freaks me out. People, People on my are team are angry. like, "You got to work on your Twitter." I'm like, "No, I no, don't. You don't. I don't know what that is. I don't no. want to go in there." No, I don't. It's like a. It's a. Ugh. I don't even know. It's just like diving headfirst into a trash can and like trying Bless. to find something good, and it's not there. <laughs> I remember when. Um, remember years ago, I had this picture go viral. This bikini photo. I remember this and. The amount of shock jocks, so like people on the radio who sort of do controversial. Have a good day. Oh, love you. Like a little dinosaur. Have a good day. Look at you guys wearing sweatshirts in Texas. Yeah, it's chilly outside. Love you. Bye. Love you. Look great. I see the baby. It's yeah, finally it like in the '60s here. It's unbelievable. It's amazing. Unbelievable. But all of these radio shock jocks, like guys use Twitter to, um, they just like would tweet at me, tweet at me, tweet at me like, uh, you know, Rachel, we're right now on the show talking about how fat and disgusting you are. Don't you want to call in and fight back? Jeez. Rachel, there's a 10 men are in a room on WKIP in Cincinnati and we're all, you know, saying that you're a fat pig. Like, what's your response? Come like, on. they use Twitter. Come on. To, no, I, no like, I know what you're saying. And it wasn't just like, you know, people write mean things, but usually it's like in DM on stuff. But Twitter, then everybody sees that someone's attacking you. It's so disgusting. It's crazy. So I'm just like, no, thank you. That's like a 
that nope i don't i don't understand it and and there's this weird thing too the like anonymity of like being able to say things behind a screen it's not really even anonymous that was nothing against cincinnati guys wkip in cincinnati was a it was a show it was the only call station whatever it was the only call station i could think of so i don't know anything about cincinnati Definitely those people weren't based there. WKRP in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. There you go. Uh, We're talking about habits. We are talking about habits. And you know what I thought would be helpful is we should talk about bad habits. Oh, that's good. Yesterday we talked about the importance of habits. And I feel like it's valuable for y'all as we are on this last 90 days journey if you are not part of our last 90 days challenge dude what are you waiting come for? on y'all it's free to get an email every week we challenge you you got accountability you got the group you know don't miss out uh but this week was all about habits and um i thought it would be important to talk about bad habits and basically the idea of what a habit is in the first place so my favorite book i wish i would have pulled it out oh what color is it is it yellow it's white. It's white? The power of habits white? It's white or yellow. I can't remember. I think it's yellow or red. Oh, it doesn't matter. There's an incredible book called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, which I cannot recommend enough. Uh, but the idea is that most of us go through our daily life thinking that we are making conscious decisions when in reality it's just a series of habits that you've done so many times you don't even think about it anymore. That's why starting your day with intentionality is such a big focus for us because if you are intentional about the things that you're doing, you can't get sucked into a bad habit without thinking of it. Have you ever done that thing where like you, every night you just, you hear like a, what is that? What is that? There's like a beeping high pitch sorry guys it's driving me insane uh so have you ever done that thing where like you weren't even really hungry for the snack but you're so used to eating a snack at the same time you just eat it right or you didn't even really want the sugary coffee but you always get a sugary coffee on thursday and so you just went and had it a habit is three things it's a cue something happens in the world around you it cues you it could you could be cued by a person you could be cued by a certain time of day like you wake up that's your cue then you have an action so let's say you wake up your action is you brush your teeth and a reward a habit is always those three things cue action reward uh so you wake up that's your cue you brush your teeth that's your action your reward is your breath doesn't smell like a dragon anymore right or uh, maybe your cue is you get stressed out your action is you have a drink the reward is you numb yourself you feel a little bit better there's always those three things right cue habit reward go listen to the book on audio or go read the book it will give you so much incredible insight but the idea behind bad habits is that they aren't necessarily this linear thing. If y'all have hung out with me before at Rise Conference, you've maybe heard me talk about this. A bad habit isn't necessarily linear. So cue, action, reward. A bad habit oftentimes turns into a loop, meaning you're cued by something, let's say stress. You have an action. Maybe you binge eat when you get stressed out and eating all of that food makes you feel better. Then you have a reward for a little bit, right? You feel happy. You got to eat Twinkies. You got to have nachos. You feel better than you did. That's your reward. But inevitably, because it was a bad habit, because it was a bad coping mechanism, the reward will often cue you again. Has anyone here ever done that where you're like, 
you get stressed, you eat something that you wish you hadn't, you feel good, but then you feel bad. And since you're already screwed, you may as well go eat Have more. Have some more food. You go binge even further. Yeah. You go drink more. You're like, I already had a drink and I didn't want to, so I'm just going to go fully off the wagon, right? So oftentimes with a bad habit, it becomes a loop. The reward ends up triggering you to do the same thing again. And so many of us get caught in this cycle, get caught in this loop. We're literally living our life inside of a bad habit loop. So the first step is understanding what makes up a habit. And the second step is knowing you can't change the cue. That's where people get this wrong. They're like, man, if only I wasn't stressed, then I wouldn't reach for the wine. If only I wasn't stressed, then I wouldn't scream at my kids. You're gonna get stressed. You're gonna get stressed. You can't change the cue. And when you try and change the cue, like certainly seasons change and life changes and maybe that cue won't always be there. But what you can control right now today is the action. You can control the action that you take when you are cued by this bad habit trigger, right? In the T-up on the first day when we were here getting ready to jump into this, I talked through the five things that comprise a cue from the book, from Power of Habit. And that is, there's a location that is your trigger. There is a time of day that is your trigger. There are other people that are your trigger. There are like emotional states that are a trigger and there is an immediately preceding action that is a trigger. Those five things, they will exist. You cannot eliminate those things. There will be a a place that you step into. There will be a time of day for you. There will be other people who, all of those things, they will always exist. What you have to do work-wise is to understand what of those things tend to be a cue for you And when that cue happens, does that cue provoke a healthy response or an unhealthy response? And in the unhealthy situations, is there something you could replace your unhealthy response with a more healthy response? So if your location is pulling into your garage after work and that triggers you needing to have a drink so that you can deal with your screaming children. The question is, when you pull into your garage, could you replace a drink with anything else that would still give you a reward that makes you feel the way that you'd hope to feel when you were triggered? That makes sense? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so as you go, there's like weird, like, do you see like... Focus stuff is happening on Instagram. I don't understand. Uh, As you go through this week, be mindful of what are currently the bad habits that you have in your life. What are the things that not just pop up rarely, but maybe a few times a week or maybe once a day that you are making decisions that you wish that you weren't just by being conscious of them you help yourself but also what are other actions you can take that don't lead you to a bad coping mechanism um for me a lot of my thing became about physical activity it's why working out like there's a method to all of this madness it's why we say you move your body for 30 minutes every day because physical activity was an action that i could do that wasn't having a drink like i used to deal with stress by 
drinking something or drinking too much of many things. Um, and then I changed it to going on a run, dancing around in my kitchen, doing something that physically changed my state, which changed how I was feeling emotionally. And here's the thing I always like to remind people, you're not going to want to do the healthier alternative because the bad habit you're reaching for right now is easy. Yeah. It's a really quick solution to get you to a reward faster. Like if I said, what's gonna make you feel better quicker? Drinking a vodka LaCroix or going on a three mile run? Well, I can make myself a vodka LaCroix and within a few minutes I already feel a little bit calmer. Going on a three mile run takes way more effort the things that we have created as bad habits are because they're easy to grasp. They're low-hanging fruit. What's interesting as I, you know, like I haven't had a drink in about six months and drinking for me was absolutely a bad habit thing that created a loop for sure. And I've replaced drinking with running in so many instances. And what I actually, like for me, the way that I could get myself to embrace this as the alternative that was a healthier version was... When I was reaching for a drink, often it was to try and mute some of the noise that was creating anxiety, right? So I was feeling anxious or I was feeling insecure. Or I was feeling overwhelmed by my book, by the scaling of our business, by this work that we were doing, the changing identity, whatever it was, right? I was trying to mute that anxiety or move away from a place where I could, would feel the anxiety. What I realized was running was a vehicle for me to process what was making me feel anxious. And so I could still get to a place of minimizing my anxiety because I was taking irrational fear and putting rational thought against it to eliminate the thing that was making me feel what I was previously feeling. I was able to actually get rid of the anxiety instead of muting the anxiety until it would pop back up and need to mute it again. Yeah, exactly And it was just right. a way more effective way of handling the stuff. So think about why you do the thing that you do and if the thing that you're reaching for is a short-term fix that will give you some instant gratification but not long-term solution or if there may be something else that you could do that would actually address the root mm -hmm. thing that you are working through. Because if you can work on the root, man, you're just not going to have to deal as often with the triggers that put you into that state of anxiety Preach. that you have to try Absolutely. and medicate, right? Absolutely. Someone just said, I lose control with my babies how can I manage that? So a couple of things I would say, again, this is about intentionality, is look at your day every single day. I hope you do this as part of your morning routine. Look at your day. What, what's coming up today? Where do, you know, are we going to the grocery store? Do I have to drop them off at school? What are the things that are going to happen as part of this day? And what might throw me off? What on this list of things might trigger me in a negative way? Might get me to a place where I'm angry? Might make me raise my voice? Like, what are things, like knowing in advance what might set you off means that when it's time to drop Johnny off at school, and this is always a point of tension with us, that you can go into it asking yourself, okay, how does the best version of me manage this school drop off? Yeah. The best version of me is like distracting him and talking to him about something else and getting him engaged in a conversation about something that he loves so that when we get into the school, it's an easier transition and he's not so upset. You, if you are just 
reacting to your life, you are never going to get above it and be able to be the kind of person and manage those situations in a way that you want because you're just reactive. One of those like hacks that we talked about on that first day was the Brennan Burchard technique of setting an alarm with the three words of what you hope to embody through the day. If you know at 11 o'clock you're going to walk into an environment, location, where there are other people, other people that create an emotional state, emotional state that can historically be triggers, at 10.55, setting an alarm with the three things that you hope to embody, it would fundamentally change the way that you front load yourself to step into that situation in a posture that has you proactively trying to solve for whatever those things have historically meant trigger-wise in terms of what they end up having as a response. If you can get ahead of what your response should be and make it part of your consciousness, the unconscious habit will have to give way to your conscious mind. Uh, Someone just said there's someone that they work with who's a huge trigger for them, gives them anxiety, causes panic attacks. How do you deal with that? I don't know the whole story, but here's something I know for sure. Nobody can make you feel anxious without you allowing it. It's real. No one can get you to a place of panic without you allowing it. It's not this person, it's you and how you are interacting with this person. So a couple of things I would ask. One, have you done the work in therapy, in in self-awareness, in journaling, to understand what is it about this person in particular that is triggering you? So I know for myself, I am easily triggered by older men and me feeling like they're upset with me for some reason. We all got daddy issues, okay? Like, (laughs) that just is what it is. But it took me so many years of therapy to understand the pattern of, oh, it's always older men. And it's always this feeling of, I did something and now they're upset. And that triggers me and that sends me down a spiral and now I'm having an anxiety attack. So asking yourself, what is it about this friend that it, or this friend, this coworker that's triggering you in a way so that you can be mindful of, how you're walking into the situation, but also it's not them. Like Dave has this joke when we're traveling with the kids and we're on an airplane and it's like, I am not even on he's this like, airplane. I'm not here. I'm I am floating, floating above this airplane. Above this They'll airplane. be like, no, be like punching him in the face and screaming in the world. She's throwing Cheerios. Everyone not on the even plane's here. looking at us. And he is in such a Zen state. He's like, I'm not even not here. Not even here. I'm not here. I'm above it. Like, um, uh, oh gosh, uh, Stephen Covey says, carry your own weather. Meaning like you, when you walk into the room, you're carrying that sunshine with you. You are not allowing someone else's weather, someone else's bad mood to affect who you are. You're in control of you. And it's hard. It's super hard, especially if someone has set us off in this way, your mom, your sister, your friends, especially if they've triggered you many times before because you have a bad habit of letting the things that this person said, the cue is you interact with this negative person, the action is I'm reverting to the thing I've done so many times before, I'm having an anxiety attack, and the reward is I have this sense of like, see, I knew they were a jerk. I knew they were wrong. I knew I couldn't handle this. I knew I'm not strong enough. I, it's validating negative feelings, you guys. 
People will cling on to negative feelings because they're validating and because they're familiar. But this is the same thing as going out into the world looking for gratitude or going out into a situation thinking it's not going to work well. Your brain, your unconscious mind will search for evidence to confirm your hypothesis. Totally. If you going into a situation with someone who has historically triggered you, has you walking in believing that this person is going to do that thing that they always do, you will find evidence that confirms that hypothesis. So you have to decide... I am going to go into this conversation with this person who always bothers me and I'm going to find the thing in them that makes them human. I'm going to find the thing in them that I can be grateful for. I'm going to find that even if they don't deserve it, yeah. grace, you're going to give them that benefit of the doubt. And in deciding ahead of time that you're going to give them the benefit of the doubt, you will find that benefit of the doubt. But you have to decide, I'm going to go and look for that instead of knowing that you're going to be triggered by them like you always are. Yep. All right, guys, we went over time. That is today's episode of the Start Today morning show. I will not be here tomorrow. I'm going to miss you. Your brother Dave Hollis is going to lead you out. I'm going to be here. You know why? I got to get these roots done, you guys. Finally. I know you can't see if you're listening on podcasts, but there's some gray hair. And these extensions are grown out so long, I'm going to hurt somebody or myself. I got to, whoo, got to get, sisters got to get back in control. Let's go. Someone asked, when does San Diego Rise tickets go on sale? The 22nd day of October. It's coming right around the corner. Get Get your hearts ready. We're excited about that. Get ready. We are going to be back here tomorrow. And by we, I mean me. Have yourself a fantastic Tuesday. Who's on the Rise podcast today? Uh, Three Bird Nest. Three Bird Nest. I wanted to interview her forever. Any of you who own a retail shop, who have ever sold products, who have ever done anything in the digital space, you're going to love this story. If you've ever built a business, um, had to file for Oh, she didn't end up filing for bankruptcy, but went deeply into debt, had to pay it off over many, many years. There's like her story is incredible. I know you're going to love it. Go listen to uh, today's episode of the Rise podcast. Be sure and subscribe. If you are listening to the podcast and you aren't subscribed, you're missing out on a chance for them to send you a notification every time we post. Also, it's really helpful for us. The podcast is totally free. So if you wouldn't mind subscribing, telling your friends, uh, we super freaking appreciate uh, you spreading the word about the work that we're doing here at Holisco. All right guys we love you so much have a great day Go practice great habits we'll see you tomorrow hey guys thank you for listening to the start today morning show podcast if you want to actually see the episodes make sure you tune in in the morning every weekday 8 a.m central on facebook and instagram on basically every channel we have our theme song is from sarah sunshine follow her at the sarah sunshine Our executive producer is Cameron Berkman. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfouche and Kevin Westlake. With production help from Nicole Fisher. And I'd like to give special thanks to Hawk, the fish that will never die.